a listener production. All right. I hit record, so whenever you're ready. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She absolutely timed that. She just waited for you to say that you would hit the record button. She had it cued and ready to go. So good to have you back, Dar. Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's, Lindsay. Valentine's. Okay, should we? Australian. Break a nose, break a nose. I got the scoop. I see extra, extra. Read all about it. Break a nose. It's coming down the wire. There you go, like riding a bike. Breaking news is that people seem to like breaking news mm. on its own, mm-hmm. which probably makes sense because anybody who already liked breaking news was going to like more of it. Mm. So everyone's saying they like it, and I'm just realising now that's because nobody who wasn't going to like it listened. That's it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, universal praise. Mm. That's great, of course, because only people who wanted it yeah. <laughs> listened to it. But People like it. Yes. And I'm not surprised at all. I mean, we've been talking about doing it for the last three yeah, years. I know. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Hello. Very happy that we finally got around to it. Um, what's breaking news in your life? In my life? This week. What, what's the what's the gaps, Jacob? Well, just recently back from Melbourne. Had a very, mm. very busy week down there. Completely drained the social battery, but in the best possible way. Yeah. Lots of really fun catch-ups with everybody. Got to see John Mulaney John twice. John Mulaney, once yeah. Once with you. Um, he was an absolute treat. I'd say that's probably the biggest highlight of the week, really. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. It was really, really good. Um, he was... Uh, to, like, I don't know if Australians really know John Mulaney, like... He's not as big here as I think he thought he was going to be because mm. he booked Rod Laver and then they had to downgrade it to Margaret Court. Yeah. But um, he is a comedian who recently relapsed in his addiction and went to rehab and so the whole show's about that and it was really good. Yes. And it will come out as a special yeah. at some point. It will. That, I think that's why we won't allow our phones because yeah. he wants to, yeah. Um, so you'll get to watch it. But if you're not familiar with his work, let's put a couple of links in the show notes so yes. you can watch some of his specials because they are... His two specials, I think they're both on Netflix, are mm. honestly... The f- truly just the funniest stand-up specials. Uh, so good. Yes. He's so good. He's mm. so funny. Probably my favourite stand-up, like, today, now. Oh, definitely in my yeah. top five. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, how about you? I, how about me? Oh, I keep forgetting to tell everyone that I'm in All About Women um, in Sydney next month and I'm doing a panel called Finding Love in a Hopeless Place, mm-hmm. uh, all about reality TV and gender dynamics and whether it's about romance still and is finding love possible, all that juicy stuff. And um, it's with me, Brooke Blurton, who was the first Indigenous bisexual bachelorette. Oh, okay. And who didn't find love. Oh. <laughs> and uh, Jamila Rizvi and Nakia Louie. Uh-huh. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. So go and buy tickets. I keep forgetting to tell people. <laughs> so there's that. That's next month. And um, I mean, I guess the other thing I... Oh, I did Abby's podcast. Oh, yes. Which I has come out. just came out this morning. Yeah. So I haven't had a chance to listen yet, but I'm very keen. I listened to it um, this morning on the way in. And it was like... I remember telling you last week when we recorded it, like, oh, that was more of an intense chat than I thought I was going to have. Because mm. we sort of... At the start, she was like, oh, I really want to talk about your bum hole and I really want to talk about, like, 
Caleb and I want to talk about The Bachelor and I want to talk about like your mental health and the time you had off. And then we literally spent like 95% of it just talking about mental health stuff, mm-hmm. which was, um, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was it was a good episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll pop a link to that in the show notes as well. We'll pop it's a link in. How's your asshole, Rosie Waterland? <laughs> is it? Yes. Is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> How's your asshole, Rosie Waterland? Um, yeah, no, so that's out. And um, my main big news this week is that I um, watched Sister Act 2 with my nephew. For the first time. Yes, <gasps> I made him watch it. Did he explode? Mm, he was trying to act too cool for school, uh. like, because he slept over at my house and um, we started watching it really late. So we got, like, halfway through it. We pretty much got to, like, the... Um, uh, first song they do at the assembly. Mm. Um, and then he was tired. But, like, I could see him, like, getting real... Because Muhammad's a little performer. Mm. And then the next morning we, like, watched the second half and, yeah, I think he really liked it. I think. I mean, his little feet... Like, I secretly filmed his little feet tapping. Uh-huh. Even though he was acting like, well, I don't know, whatever. But mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. liked it. It is he, irresistible. Like, it's the best movie everybody. truly in the world. And I only bring it up because... The amount of people messaging me after I like posted a few shots from it who were like, oh, my God, I forgot that movie. That is literally one of my favourite movies of all time. Mm. Truly just so good. Yeah. And like The Godfather, the sequel is better than the first. Agreed. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Sister Act 2 long, is long better. They're both fantastic. They're both fantastic. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so good. Agreed. Can Everyone you remember the first time you saw it? Uh, it would have been when it came out because I remember watching it the choir competition at the end is 1993, so I assume it, that's when it came out. Mm. And I would have been about, yeah, seven or eight-ish when I watched it. Uh-huh. And we had the VHS, so I mm. just watched it and watched it and watched it and watched it and learned the dances, of okay. course. And, like, very white girl-esque, tried to sing Lauren Hill's, like... Joyful, joyful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> Tried, can't. Best movie. Everyone should go and watch it. Oh, my God. I was I getting emotional so watching, watching it. The first time I watched it Dude. at my grandparents' place and my sister and I just couldn't help ourselves. Just, we kept getting up and dancing. Yes. Um, it's like, yeah, that Muhammad factor of can't control your feet. It is we just, just couldn't control our bodies. It's a movie that brings so much joy, mm. especially the end, like that <sighs> last. Yeah, yeah. It just brings so much joy. And then the credits and they win and it's amazing and just none of it. It's just a, just a really simple good movie. Mm. But although the thing I was thinking that I didn't understand was at the start she's like become this big famous headliner in Las Vegas and yeah. she's like surrounded by extravagant wealth and there's and then they she goes to the school and, like, they're, like, we've got to go on this field trip to this choir competition or the school will close. Um, but the field trip cost $2,000. And they were, like, what are we going to do? And they had to do, like, a fundraiser. And I was, like, doesn't she just she just pay it? She's rich. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Suspend your disbelief and just let it wash over you. Lindsay, please tell me you've seen it. Lindsay! <laughs> in my defence, I was born in 1993, so I wasn't sentient enough you, to consume that's it just about then. That. Your generation, no appreciation for the classics. Agreed. No appreciation. What about that guy yesterday? Um, uh, when I was in the office here mm. yesterday, and I was like, something, something, something. Oh, that's like from Jurassic Park, and he said, "What's Jurassic Park?" And I was like. <gasps> uh, 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 <laughs> oh, I don't like this conversation okay. anymore. And I was like, how old are you? And he said, 24. So, like, what's Jurassic Park? 
He's like, oh, the new one, The Worlds with Chris Pratt. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, Laura, uh, what's her name? Dern. Dern. Mm. What's Jurassic Park? Um, Speaking of things that I really want to talk to you, like watching things that I really want to talk to you about, but we... Mm. You haven't watched the Pamela Anderson doco yet. I haven't had time. You've got to watch it. I really want to talk about it next week because it's so good. Mm. It's so good. My friend Yvonne recommended it as well. Yeah. And she was explaining how her son produced it. Really? And oh, how, pa- I thought you said your, your friend. Not her Not son, Yvonne's Pamela's son. son. Pamela's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> Thanks for helping me clarify <laughs> that. Um, and that it was a response to the um, Pam and Tommy Lee yeah. series that came out against her will. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said she absolutely loved it. And it's, really yeah. developed a whole newfound respect for Pamela. Mm, it's really good. Mm. It's really, really. And she's just so authentic. And I I can't wait for you to watch it because like, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, people love her in this and have been talking about like the Pamela Anderson renaissance Um because she's so authentic in it and so likable. And I was like, this is what Meghan Markle tries to be but isn't. Mm. Like you can't fake authenticity. Mm. And I think uh, Pamela isn't faking it. She just is so herself mm-hmm. and lovely and awesome. And, yeah, interesting. And then she's got a book coming up soon Yeah, as well. We should both read that at the we same time. We should both read that at the yeah. same time. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, oh, okay. Next headline. Do you know what chat GBT is? Oh, artificial intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's kind of like talking about it right now, Mm. lately. Last night on the news, they did like a whole, um, you know, coming up soon, blah, 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 chat GBT, the new AI, blah, 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 blah. And then they got a bit meta and someone went cut and the newsreader went, that whole segment was written by chat GBT. Like (laughs) GPT? GPT. Mm. And like, so it's like, okay, I looked up what GPT stands for. Generative pre-trained transformer. Mm. So it's basically just AI that the more you use it, the more it learns and gets good at doing it. And Mm. this one generates words, language. Mm. And you can literally tell it to do anything and it can do it. Mm -hmm. Like people have, I've seen in the news, been like um, feeding in some information and it writes like a whole essay for them, for uni. It's like scary smart. And so I did some. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read them to you. Oh. <laughs> okay, I did some of these. I got. I'll, I've just um, kept the funniest ones, but here we go. Okay, this is exciting because so many of the AI things, the bot things mm. that we read out, I'm like, oh, I think someone might have faked that for no, extra this comic is effect. To- but this would be a real, real. This is what they did. Okay, <clears throat> write a news report about Rosie Waterland's emergency anal fistula <laughs> surgery. So you tell you just put in. Will this never end? You put in what you want it to do, and then it just like does it, right? Mm. Listen to this. I think maybe this took off the internet stuff about me taking time off for my mental health, and then kind of made it work. Uh Because listen, it's so crazy. It and it does this in thirty seconds. Mm -hmm. In a recent turn of events. Just the Gist podcast host Rosie Borderland has announced that she will be taking a break from the show due to an unexpected health issue. Waterland revealed that she has been suffering from an anal fistula, a painful and debilitating condition, and will be undergoing emergency surgery to resolve the issue. Fans and followers of the popular podcast have expressed their support and well wishes for Waterland, wishing her a speedy recovery. The show's co-host, Jacob Stanley, I didn't put any of this in. 
Oh, my gosh. I just said write a news report about Rosie Waterland's emergency anal fistula surgery. The show's co-host, Jacob Stanley, released a statement saying the team is fully supportive of Waterland and will continue to produce new episodes during her absence, keeping her in their thoughts and prayers. (laughs) (laughs) And then it goes, I won't, but how does it do that? The Just The Gist team is confident that Waterland will make a full recovery and is looking forward to her return to the show. Like, how does it do that? And then, okay, listen to this one. Um, write an engagement announcement about Rosie Waterland and Jacob Stanley falling in love and getting married. <laughs> <laughs> At long last. In a heart. The will they, won't they of it all will be resolved. <laughs> it's just been Sam and Diane. It's been... <laughs> the sexual tension. Jim and Pam. With a Ross and Rachel. <laughs> Rosie and Jake, listen to this. In a heartwarming turn of events, the co-hosts of the popular podcast Just the Gist, Rosie Waterland and Jacob Stanley, have announced their engagement and upcoming marriage. (laughs) Fans of the show have been following the on-air chemistry between Waterland and Stanley and have... And have long suspected that their friendship had evolved into something more... All that fistula talk. I know, right? <laughs> just made it impossible to resist any longer. The couple confirmed their love for each other and shared their happy news with the world through a special episode of the podcast. Their engagement has been met with widespread excitement and well wishes from the podcast community who have been eagerly awaiting the next chapter in their love story. The couple is planning a small intimate ceremony with close friends and family, as if we would do anything small and intimate, Um, and has stated that they are beyond excited to start their lives together as co-hosts and now partners. (laughs) Waterland and Stanley's love story serves as a reminder that love can be found in the most unexpected places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that true love knows no bounds, not even your homosexuality. (laughs) The couple is grateful for the support of the listeners and is looking forward to continuing to share their lives and perspectives with the world through just the gist. How does it wow. do it? I mean, there's a whole lot of just filler stuff in there. Of course, there but just some details that it like, here, I yeah. won't read you this whole one, but this one's funny. Write a news report about Caleb Bond's stolen petunias. <laughs> <laughs> It likes starting things this way. In a shocking turn, turn of, of events. events. <laughs> Caleb Bond's prized petunias have been stolen from his garden. The theft took place in the early hours of the morning and Bond discovered the loss upon arriving at his garden. According to Bond, the petunias were his pride and joy. <laughs> and he had spent countless hours nurturing and caring for them. It's true. The theft has left him devastated and he is offering substantial reward for any information leading to the safe return of the flowers. <laughs> how does it? And then this one, okay, I wanted to, like, see how far I could take it. Write a news report about podcast host Rosie Waterland killing her co-host Jacob Stanley <laughs> with a lethal fart. <laughs> and ChatGBT replied... I'm sorry, but that news report request is inappropriate <gasps> and goes against OpenAI's content policy. Let's focus on creating content that is respectful and in good taste. Oh my gosh! I got, got scolded. A code of ethics. <gasps> scolded by a robot. I know. 
respectful and good and taste. Please. Wow. Yeah, so this thing, man, it's nuts. So we, we And can... people are saying it's a sign that robots will take over the world. Yeah. Like it's happening. It's happening. It can it, it knows things. Why are they not pumping the brakes? I don't know. And I say like, oh, that's scary. And then I go and spend two hours feeding it all this information. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but the stuff they pulled about, like I wouldn't mention the podcast and it would know it. And like mm. puts it was strange. Yeah. It's not completely spot on, but it's scarily spot on. It could get you through. Like I was thinking, man, back when I worked at Mamma Mia and I had to churn out like 10 posts a day, um, like not like Rosie Waterland columns, but just like news stories, funny stories, Mm. whatever, you could probably just feed the details in and it would churn out a decent kind of few paragraphs of copy for a story like... Not going to lie, I was thinking maybe I could get that to do my research yeah. for me for our show. <laughs> Write an episode on XYZ, right? Mm. It's kind of scary. It's The thing is, it's the people at the top of the chain that are actually building the technology that confuse me because I'm like, you will be one of the first ones to be replaced. Yeah. You're making your own replacement. You are making yourself unemployed. And, like, apparently it can write stories. Like, people have been posting the most amazing stuff it's done. And I always thought I'm safe in the robot takeover of the world because, like, I do a job that, you know, can't Mm. be done, like, by a robot. Like, I'm not on a production line or I'm not, you know, doing whatever. Like, nobody can be creative and write stories like I do. And it's like, Mm. yes, it can. does it in two minutes. Mm. Oh, scary times. Maybe, like, next week it'll just be two robot voices and chat GBT has just done it. (laughs) (laughs) Co-hosting now. Who knows? Because I killed you with a lethal fart. (laughs) <laughs> or we ran off on our honeymoon. We eloped. We eloped. Never to be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. Rihanna at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Is it Rihanna or Rihanna? I never know how to say it. Rihanna. I Rihanna. think it's whichever comes out of my mouth at the time. Did you watch it? I alternate. I did. Yes. Meh. Uh, yes. Mm. Lackluster. Mm. Don't you think? Mm. It was shit. I'm sorry, but it was shit. Uh huh. It was shit. And apparently, because like, and the whole time, because I was here yesterday watching it in the office, in the listener office, and so we all came to watch it. And I was, we were all kind of looking at it cautiously and I was the first person to go, I don't want to, but is she pregnant? Because I didn't want, you don't want to, like, but I was like, is she pregnant? Like, because she looked pregnant. Oh, I thought she did a very deliberate Beyonce. See, I didn't see, I didn't notice that at all. At mm. the because everyone was like, yeah, at the start she rubbed her belly, and I was mm. like, I didn't see that. Like, so I just, so I didn't get it. I was like, and so the whole way through, I'm like, oh, she's gonna do a Beyonce at the end. She's gonna whip that coat off and rub her belly, and then it's gonna be like, oh, hooray! But just like nothing happened. And at one point, um, someone went. The staging's really good. <laughs> like, and if that's what you're think, like, really, like, yeah. oh no. And my mom was like, because she watched it before yeah. I did. The dancers were great. Yes. I hope they got paid because they were fantastic. <laughs> yeah. She didn't really do a lot. 
Um, but then when I watched it and I was like, oh, she's pregnant. And also, oh, she's on a very shaky platform. I Only for that one bit, though. terror for her. Yeah, me too. It was what you could see it wobbling yes, in the wind. completely. Yeah. And every time she moved I while thrown up. it was up in the air, oh, yeah. No, it made my legs tingle just yeah. watching it. So I was like, I can understand why she is doing the least for a lot of this. But she was only on that platform for a bit. Like, so some people have said, like, she was trying to pull off the, um, uh, like, not giving a fuck kind of iconic, like, mm. you know, I'm around. Yeah, yeah, I'm bothered. Like, kind of. And I'm like, sure, but it's a Super Bowl halftime show. Mm. Like, read the room, meet the brief. Yeah. It was just like, eh. Well, you and Donald Trump both hate it. I think it was the worst Super Bowl in history. I just thought something bigger was going to happen. Like, I was waiting for something big to happen. I thought a new song, for sure. Or I... a guest, like, I wanted Tom Holland to come out and do Umbrella. Mm. But, like, a guest or a new song or... I felt like I was being fluffed the whole time and then I never got the <laughs> orgasm. Like, I didn't... I was like... Uh. Oh, they edged me. Bit of edging, yeah. She, Rihanna edged me. Never built to a climax. Yeah. yeah. It just was like, eh. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. Look, it's one of those things. I'll never watch it again, but I will always yeah, recognise the imagery. So she gets points for it being iconic. The imagery was it's always going to be recognised. Just looked like Squid Game to me. Oh, good point. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Did you I, see it, Lindsay? I saw, I was in the office yesterday, so I saw it on tally and heard the feedback mm. and then just saw photos online. Mm-hmm. It just was like, and we all did a number because none of us wanted to be like rude. And so a group of us all like yelled at the same time out of 10 what we thought. And it was basically just like six. Like everyone just kind of was like, eh. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I did like the Fenty compact when she stopped halfway through to do her face. That was cool. That was a highlight. Yeah, that sure. was pretty much the best moment of the whole thing. That yeah. was, I guess, the orgasm. <laughs> Really? <laughs> that was that. Was that. But a six out of ten orgasm. Um, okay. Speaking of pop royalty, mm. Madonna's face. <laughs> it's her business. It's her face. She can do what she wants with it, but I'd rather. I agree. Not. Yes. Um, I won't be paying to see it. Oh, it's <laughs> what's happening there? And at the Grammy, was it the Grammys where she presented an award and everyone was like, whoa, what's going on there? And she was like, it was a bad camera angle. <laughs> no. She's gaslighting herself. She's really deluded. I think she is. Yeah. And she's doing that thing where she she's released a statement saying like, it, like nobody w- lets women age. This is misogynist. Nobody wants me to be powerful and sexy because I'm 64 or whatever. It's like, you can be. Mm. But like, what? But is someone around has got to be like, hey, mm. hey, Mads, um, <laughs> you look like that cat lady. Just take a pause. Take, take a, pause, a pause. Take a pause. Yeah, we're going a bit too far. Yeah. But it's also sad. Like, I can understand why women do it mm. and get clear, like, kind of dysmorphia issues about how they look and what they need to do to stay youthful or whatever. And she doesn't have people around her who are telling her no. Yeah. Similar to when you were talking about Elon Musk. Like everyone's sort of being 
um, allowing of everything, every request. No one's pushing back on anything, which is part of why she shut down her movie because she actually had a moment of self-awareness and clarity where she realised, I'm getting everything I want here and no one's challenging me on any of the creative choices I'm making. So this might end up being a bit of a dumpster fire. So let's just pump the brakes for a while and I'll just go on tour. Um, But yeah, she clearly doesn't have anyone telling her no really honey you are you're distorting your face yeah it's i yeah it and truly it is did, was it an insider on the movie that said that that she yep. so that's like kind of confirmed that she suddenly realized maybe this isn't very good yeah i mean she hasn't released a statement but no. yeah that's the word from the inside and after that boot camp the audition boot camp where all those actresses mm. were dancing for like 2 months 8 hours a day until she selected the one and then was like, oh, wait, I might not be very good at this, making movies hard. Because mm. Diablo Cody was co-writing the script with her and then she pulled out under weird circumstances. I thought she was let go. Well, I think it was like, yeah, I don't know, uh-huh. both, I don't know. Like I probably because she was like, no, this can't just be about your you being perfect from start to finish. Like right. that was probably pushback on it, don't you reckon? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I don't know, how can you write your own, write and direct your own biopic, like, without it being um, self-serving? So biased. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I Um, wonder if someone did say, this sucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really hope it ends up getting made, but I hope it gets, ends up getting made well. Yeah. Um, Yeah, look, my thing with Madonna is after Confessions of a Dance Floor, I decided that she'd just left the planet. And she gracefully retired and mm, mm-hmm, left mm-hmm. A, a perfect legacy yeah. behind her. Because from then onwards, I've just watched Things a really, really a sad trajectory. So, yeah, I have no plans to um, uh, listen to any of her new music. Certainly not go see her tour. Is she, what new music? Like, does she release new music anymore? Yes. Oh, yeah. oh well, there you go. But. Yeah, not going Clearly made an impact yeah. on me. <laughs> um, okay, so speaking of weird ages, mm. don't you love my segues? I'm like, speaking of pop royalty, <laughs> speaking of weird ages. In a shocking speaking, turn of events. In a shocking turn of events. In a heartwarming turn of events. <laughs> um, Leo DiCaprio mm-hmm. is 48. And there was all this stuff in the news the last couple of weeks because he's been seen canoodling on a date with whatever a 19-year-old model. Uh-huh. And it really went crazy. Because everyone knows he has that 25 rule. He Once they turn 25, he isn't interested anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason this one went nuts is because people shared memes of him and that model and then the same age difference as them is Pedro Pascal and the girl from Bella The Last Ramsey. of Us, Bella Ramsey from... Yeah. Oh, I think actually Bella is non-binary. Um, oh, I didn't know that. I think. Mm. Um, so, yeah, uh, the person from The Last of Us, Bella Ramsey, have the same age difference mm-hmm. as Leo and that model. Mm-hmm. Or Hopper and Eleven from Stranger Things, David Harbour and Millie Bobby Brown. Same age difference. Mm. And, like, Ewie. Do you uh, think Ewie? I mean, look, I'm dating someone younger than me, but, like, 13 years, they've got like double the yeah, age difference. Right? Yeah, right? Um, yeah. Yes, my initial impulse was, Ewe, not so much about the gap, mm. 
but about the fact that she's still a teenager and she's just out of high school. Yeah. So what are you guys connecting on? Right. Yeah, like it probably is just purely physical and transactional. I look at someone like Cher. She's dating a man who's 40 years younger than she is. Don't you think when a woman does it, it's like feminism, but when a man does it, it's gross. I fully approve of her (laughs) with... I really don't like that she's dating someone with neck and face tats, but each to their own. Um, Yeah, so, like, it doesn't feel anywhere near as yucky that Alec Baldwin is with Ilaria, and that's a similar age gap, right? They're, like, 26, 27 years or something. So similar gap, it's just the fact that she's, you know proper adult? Like, does this girl even know how to drive? She's probably got her pee plates. Yeah, she probably does. Oh, I mean, I only have my L's. <laughs> um, you know what pe- a lot of people don't know is that you were like, oh, she just got out of high school. Like, back in the day when Seinfeld was at its absolute peak fame, mm. the show, he was 36, I think, or 37, and he was dating a girl in high school, oh. a girl called Shoshana. <gasps> she was 17 when they got together and like he literally paparazzi would be there. He'd pick her up from high school <gasps> at the end oh. of the day. Like, yeah. And nobody really at the time oh my. made, like it wasn't, no one seemed to care. And I think they dated for like two, like three or four or maybe two or three years or around that. Um, and, you know, eventually broke up and then he ended up with his now wife. But he was at the high, like the most famous comedian in the world on the number one show in the world was dating a high school student. That's really young. Yeah. That's worse. That's worse. Right. Than Leo. Like the it's age worse. difference That's is worse. smaller. But the fact that, yeah, she's that underdeveloped. Yeah. Uh, what do you have to talk about with them? I guess they don't really care, do they? Like no, Leo just no. doesn't. He's creepy now too. Like, honestly, I remember when I was, uh, what, like 10 or 11 when Titanic was out, I was so in love with him, Mm. like in love. And I remember at the time thinking, oh, but we can't be together because, like, of the age difference. Like, he's 10 years older than me. It could Mm. never work. It's like that's not, that's, it wouldn't work because I'm too old. Mm. That's not enough of an age difference for him. Like, I can't. He's creepy now. The table's turned, yeah. He's creepy. It's sad. Well, I mean, they say that famous people, they sort of stunt in terms of emotional development at the moment they become famous and start being surrounded by yes people and life becomes a whole lot less challenging. And so they're sort of frozen there in time. And I guess for him, that's what, his early 20s. Yeah, like late teens, early 20s, yeah. yeah. So he'll always have that sort of Peter Pan syndrome. But now he's like, you know, you just see all these paparazzi shots of him like shirtless, like on a boat with a cig, just surrounded by all these like 20-year-old bikini models. Yeah, and it Mm. looks kind of sad and creepy. like Mm, Cliché. Because I think quite famously him and um, what's his name, his little buddy, uh, the one who was Spider-Man. Toby Maguire. Yeah, were in, they called it the Pussy Posse. Ew. Back when uh. they were, like, in their early 20s or whatever, and they called themselves the Pussy Posse and just hooked up with chicks and, you know, had that party lifestyle and whatever. And now, like, he's just never moved on. Like, maybe when you're 20, whatever, but, like, he's, like, 50 now, isn't he? Like, he's really old. 48. Mm. Yeah, that's getting to grandfather it just age. Looks, yeah, it looks gross. Yeah, just looks yeah. creepy now. Bit Sad. Bit bit Hugh F esque. Mm. Okay, final thing. Um, 
there's this article in The Cut going around. Yes. <laughs> has basically it came out and it sent the internet crazy. It sent everyone crazy. It was like these, we've picked the official etiquette rules for everything in life. And then they just went through a whole bunch of stuff like home, relationships, friendships, whatever, uh, saying like this is how you handle these situations. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were like, oh, my God, yes, totally agree. And a lot of people were like, "Uh, I don't think so. Like, and so I'm going to. I've, I've brought a couple. Did you got you some favourites? I do have some favourites, yes. Okay, so here's a couple that stood out to me. <clears throat> this is a big one. Don't tell people they look like other people. Mm. Because, guys, on <laughs> Instagram, the amount of times I get DMs from people going, oh, my God, you look so much like X, and then I go and look them up and I'm like, hey. <laughs> that person's really <laughs> Like, you don't know, like, beauty is objective and, you like, no, there's no way to know if someone tells you that you look like someone. It's like, well, does, is that good? What do you mm, mean? Mm. Don't tell people they look like people. It can go poorly. You... Says the girl who literally told you you look like the Beast from Beauty and the Beast, like, half an hour ago. Yes. No, the handsome prince at the end. Thank you. I, I'm taking it as a compliment <laughs> now. I have to tell Lindsay this story. You already know it. When I was in Tamworth, I was on a dance floor and a rando came up to me and he was like, you know what you look like? The handsome Shaggy. And my head immediately <laughs> was like, wow, I must be really brown because Shaggy. <laughs> yeah. And then 10 seconds later, after like sort of smiling at me expectantly, he's like, Scooby Dooby Doo. And A, I don't see it. And B, I was like, that's even with the handsome in there, I'm still not really You're thrilled a handsome shaggy. Yeah. Well, I it's told you with your hair and tan right now that you remind me of Yahoo Serious, mm. which I meant in a good way because he was tanned and muscular and he had his hair and I was like, gosh, you're looking strapping lately. Thank you. You're telling lies, but thank you. You are, though. Okay, here's another one. Don't describe TikToks. It's more boring than describing dreams. That was my number one favourite. <laughs> I knew you would like that one. <laughs> Someone uh, finally said it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You can't describe them. You can't. Uh, That's why I send them to you, so you can just yes, see for yourself. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I want to add to that one. Don't oversend. Caleb does this. Literally, Caleb sends me 20 messages a day and 19 of them in a row are cat TikToks. <laughs> And I just have to say to him, like, I'm cutting you off for today. Like, I'm telling you from right now, I'm not opening any more of your messages because I open them and they're not, I don't need, stop it, stop. Mm. Too many, too mm. many. Yeah, there's got to be a limit. What there's do you reckon it is? Like, I mean, for just like me, funny, non-essential stuff, like messages, I don't know, like two or three a day. Mm-hmm. See, I, I want to send that. you everything and I don't. I'm like, oh, just, oh I've already sent him yeah. a few. You've got to curate. you got to curate. Wait, there was another one that um, uh, made me th- Oh, you do this to me. <gasps> <sighs> if someone starts a story you've heard before, you have two seconds to tell them. Uh-huh. Do you know how often you let me get through an entire story or joke. You let me do the whole thing mm. and then at the end you go, yeah, I told you that joke. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, it's because I missed I've already that. heard that. Or like, and I'm like, yeah. 
now I feel like a dick head. <laughs> now I feel like an idiot. You always do. I'm like, tell me at the start. Jump in. I know, but that, this is what it's saying. Yeah. You've got the two seconds. And if you miss seconds. the two seconds, strap in. And then it says you're going here, on the ride. yeah, um, interject with, um, like, you know, whatever, you've told me, blah, blah, blah. But if you don't say it within the allotted time, you have to just listen to them tell the story again. That's right. And if you're in a larger group, you have to just listen, period. That's right. Yep, true, mm-hmm. true. I mean, I talk a mile a minute. You, you wouldn't have a chance. I'd just be like, I've got a joke for you. Yeah. When are you meant to jump in? Yeah, it's difficult to um, <laughs> yeah, interject. And this one, I know this drives people crazy and I don't understand why people get annoyed. I don't feel bad about standing up in the aisle immediately upon the plane landing. Okay, this was my least favourite. What? What do you wait? People you're should pro feel bad about doing this. No, they should not be doing it. Yes, guys, because of my hip, mm. I have to immediately. Like sitting, like when the plane lands. I think they're saying like you know everyone just suddenly gets up and starts getting mm. their stuff out. Like when you're allowed to get up, and then there's all these smug people like sitting like. <laughs> Why would you get up straight away? Just let everyone file out as they need to. Stupid. I'm like, but my hip really hurts sitting for that Uh amount of time. And so I get up as soon as I can because, Mm -hmm. like, to stretch it out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's a reason, people. Okay, so there are exceptions. To the rule, sure. You've got a medical exception to the rule, which is you don't stand up until it's appropriate. But uh, I don't. Why do people care? I know. And it's one of those <laughs> little things care? that it just irks me. It doesn't actually affect me personally, but it does just irk me. Spe- uh, speaking of things that irk you, <laughs> in a shocking turn of events, <laughs> why do I keep saying speaking of? I need to get a better segue. Like, oh, my God. Um, we're thinking of, like, maybe doing rant of the week or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But mm. um, things that irk you. Lindsay irked you earlier. <gasps> you traitor. Tell her. <laughs> no. <gasps> Tell her. What have I done? <laughs> Lindsay, I love you with all of my heart and I have nothing but respect and affection for you. But for some reason, even though it doesn't affect me, it just irks me when people wear their jackets over their shoulder without oh. their arms through their sleeves. And when I saw you doing it today, I didn't lose any respect or affection for you, I promise. But I was irked to the point that I had to express. It grinds your gears. <laughs> it got my goat. I did feel like a bit of a dickhead wearing it because I have it over my shoulders because it's always so freezing in the office Mm. but it's not part of the outfit that I've put together Mm. so I want to communicate that like this is an emergency measure not Not I think this looks good. You don't want people to think like that you thought it looked stylish. Oh my god that's really funny. I, but that's funny because when we were walking in and I was behind you, I thought, oh, wow, Lindsay looks really, like, that's really stylish the way she's got that. Like, that looks really boss bitch, mm. lady on a mission. Like, I liked it. Mm. But <laughs> I worked in an office where a lot of the women used to do it. You know and- why? Because the people who set the ser- the people who set the thermostats in these buildings Ooh. are men who can't feel the cold. Yes, so See, that's that why I need Lindsay's gears, <laughs> an emergency jacket on the back of my chair. Mm. Okay, well, <laughs> you do whatever you want, honey. You wear whatever you would like. Do not take my <laughs> preferences into consideration. Isn't it weird <laughs> people have their own weird peccadillos, yeah, peccadillos, mm. weird little 
foibles. <laughs> um, so those are the ones I thought. Did you? Which did you pull from the list? Well, you pulled out the same ones. Really? That I did. Yeah. I mean, I think there should be one on there saying, "Don't drink out of a can with a metal straw." Uh, yeah, Jacob can. <laughs> Jacob because I because I care about the turtles, mm. and obviously my metal straw is going a huge way towards saving the planet. All the difference, I know. But Caleb, but- can't, oh, Caleb. <laughs> oh my god. Why I do? It's because it's Jacob and Caleb. I always, I call him Jacob all the time. Mm, this is why Chat GPT thinks we're a couple. I know. <laughs> Jacob cannot handle the straw in the can. Yeah. Ding ding dinging. Hurts my skeleton. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, yeah. Did you have any different ones though? Uh, just one that I knew you were going to hate. Which? That it is morally superior to call in, takeout, and delivery orders rather than using the apps. That oh was yeah, one I sure. Would make your blood boil. Oh no, you... I think that's true. Oh, you do. Like, it's it's better to do that. Mm. I'm not morally superior about oh, okay, it, right. yeah. but I'm saying I think it probably is better, isn't it? Because the business gets the more money. Does it? Yeah, oh, they have to give a cut right. to the delivery service, I think, and like, then yeah, I, th- I think it's about making sure the business gets more support, isn't it? Uh-huh. I'm saying I never do it. Never I just will. use Uber Eats. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to talk to her on the phone. Yes, I know you don't. I don't want That's to why do when that. I saw that one, I was like, oh, she's never going to follow that rule for no, life. No, I can't. Mm-mm. No. Um, oh, wait, I did have this one for you. If your burger is becoming a salad, your restaurant order <laughs> modifications have gone too far. You're going to call that one out for me. There were a few where I felt very seen because they were specifically yeah. to do with dietary requirements and foisting yeah. them on up. I love it. Oh my gosh, I knew you would. Um, yeah, that's you. That's you. So people went nuts over this. It caused arguments. Probably ended some marriages, that article. Ooh, that'll be fun for them to circle back on yeah. in 12 months' time. Yeah. See what the fallout's like. Um. Hopefully you didn't just hear that disgusting noise just creep up through my throat. Oh. No, it was like a throat fart. Oh, I just do it right into the thing. I, I lean into it when I've got one coming. You're so thoughtful. Yeah. Um, wait, you said you had a thing. Do you have a thing? A reco? No, uh, broken news. Didn't you say you wanted to tell me something to do with Elon, Elon, you had an yes, Elon just before we thing. started recording, my dear, dear friend Lucy, um, who is married to a wonderful man called Nick, who mm. is a firefighter. Yeah. He just listened to the Elon mm. episode and he asked her to get in touch with me and say that it should be noted yeah. that the Tesla issue is not just about the fact that they claim to be bulletproof, but are not. Yeah. When they catch fire, they cannot be extinguished. This what? is coming from a firefighter. <laughs> Kind of a problem considering they're self-driving cars that make imperfect choices and, yes, they often do crash and the only way once they've caught fire to put them out is to completely submerge them in water. I have not fact-checked this. I just got the text message while we were in that meeting before we started recording. But, yeah, apparently this is one of the issues that he and, like, his squadron are having to be trained on, how to respond to a Tesla fire because you can't put it out. You've just got a clear space around it and wait for it to burn out. How is that allowed? Right? How is that allowed? Because he's Elon. Cowboy. Elon. No one's telling him no. Elon. Mm. People loved that episode. <laughs> they just want to rag on Elon. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. So maybe consider a different electronic vehicle, folks. Yeah, don't, don't. Just don't. Mm. Don't. And they that's so dumb anyway. We said, like, I couldn't even figure out how to open the door. Why does everything have to be fancy? Mm. Just have a door handle. Yeah, it's going to break down. It's going to break fire. down. It's going to be a disaster. Mm. Yeah, stupid. Mm. Um, okay, recos. I've got two. Same. 
Um, this is a random one from me. Mm. I love Conan's uh, interview show. I mentioned Sarah Silverman last week. Mm. Um, and the <laughs> thinking you were masturbating in a nursing home. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, I, so I've gone back through a lot of the older ones mm. and I had not listened to this one because I just don't like this person and I wasn't really super interested. But then I was like, oh, you know, I'll see. His interview that Conan does with Howard Stern oh. is such a good episode. Uh-huh. It was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Long, like it's one of the longer ones. And he just, he, he talks a lot about like um, like fascinating interviews that he's done with people, Howard Stern. Um, but also he and Conan, I wouldn't say they're like friends, but Conan did his show and was interviewed on his show and um, Conan really opened up about uh, the depression that he has suffered from in, mm. like at times in his life. And and so they sort of get really quite um, deep and connect like emotionally in it. It's like a really good episode. Mm-hmm. So rec- recommend. Because okay. normal, I literally... Have skipped past that one so many times, just being like, "Ugh, that guy." Yeah, but I don't know much about him at all. He's like a shock, a US shock jock who does the kind of thing that they make fun of on Parks and Recreation. Like, literally, has bikini girls wrestling in jelly in his studio and stuff. Like, right, right, right. That, Sound effects, all that kind of lowbrow. Yeah. And you know, he always says horrible things about like, you know, fat women, women's appearance, and like mm-hmm. all that. He's very shock jockey. And so I was just like, oh, no. But then, yeah, it was really profound, interesting talk uh-huh. between them. Really good. People contain multitudes. They do, don't mm. they? Um, and my other one is this amazing book I'm halfway through called The One Thing We've Never Talked About mm. by Elfie Scott, who's an Australian like writer, journalist. Um, her mother has schizophrenia and she's written this book just all about her mother's story. She's interviewed other people and just all about like, the mental health system in Australia and how it's a big letdown and how they've tried to navigate her mother's illness. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really good. Is there an audiobook? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Probably. The only reason I am, am reading this one is because um, I assumed it was going to be really good research for the book I'm writing with Jamila and I I like to be able to highlight and stuff when I'm reading uh. a book for things like that. But, um, yeah, otherwise I would do audiobook. But it's very good. I'm sure it is. I just started trying to Google it sneakily. Oh, did it, is it? The one thing we've never spoken about. Not available yet. Pre-order, it is being released on the 15th of March. Oh, spoken about. Sorry, I said talked about. The one thing we've never spoken mm. about by Elfie Scott. Um, oh, the audiobook is yes, coming soon. Yes, yet to be released. But it's, yeah, yeah, it's in really another good. month. Highly reco. Cool. What are yours? Ooh, both TV shows. Ooh, okay. Um, the first one I listened to when I flew from Melbourne back to Sydney mm. on Saturday. Mm. And I probably shouldn't have listened to this on a flight because I could not stop myself from cackling. And it was fairly early in the morning and everyone was just sort of grumpy and annoyed at the fact that there was me. <laughs> <laughs> and your laugh is, it's an event. Yeah. <laughs> And I should have just hit pause and saved it for later, but I just needed to indulge what in all it? of it. It's on Netflix. It's called Kunk on Earth. Have you heard of it? Yes. Uh-huh. I love Philomena Kunk. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. I haven't watched it yet, but her clips come up on TikTok all the time. So I've seen 
Love, so love, love. So great. Are you familiar, Lindsay? No. Okay, so she, this actor plays this character, Philomena Kunk, who's like a documentary host, mm. and she sort of does a bit of a Sasha Baron Cohen thing where she's completely hapless and doesn't know anything about her topics, and she's interviewing these experts who aren't aware of the fact that she's an actor playing a part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and catching them off guard with her ridiculous comments and stupid, stupid questions. And honestly, it's she's so dry yeah. in her delivery. Mm. She maintains a straight face the entire time. She never breaks. I would love to see some bloopers reels, though. For, They're out there one day. Um, for people who are wondering who she is, what's her name, the actress um, who plays her? But she is the um, character in... Ricky Gervais's show Afterlife mm. is it called Afterlife that show? She um, plays the basically Philomena Kunk, the clueless um, person that he works with in his office, mm-hmm. who's constantly like being like that. Yeah. So it's it's that it's that woman, Diane that Morgan. Yeah, Diane Morgan. Name. She's amazing. It's yeah. So Kunk on Earth. It's a five part series. Mm. It's so funny. And um, now I've just started exploring Kunk on Britain. Which is mm, yeah, one yeah, of yeah. Her earlier, the earlier ones, yeah. Series, um, <laughs> highly enjoyable. Just yeah, it's a treat, a yeah. real treat. The other thing that I've really been enjoying is Poker Face, and I know you're not a big fan of Natasha Lyonne. Oh, Poker Face, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a TV show by Ryan Johnson. She I and do Ryan really Johnson like Ryan created Johnson. it together. He yeah. did Glass Onion and Knives Out yeah. and a bunch of other really great films. Um, and this TV show, the concept of it is Natasha Leon plays this woman who's on the run and she's got this weird superpower that she can tell when someone's lying. Mm. And every episode she's in a different city with a slightly different identity and she's taken on some sort of menial job and she encounters some sort of murder that happens and then that's she's cool. the one that's able to piece it all together and then sort of hand the evidence over to the cops and then move on to the next city. Kind of like Angela Lansbury. It's very... In Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. Yes. Um, and the thing about it is it's just so comforting. Like it's really mm. well written. It's great to watch. The characters that they have written are sensational. You know how it's going to end. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just really enjoyable to let it just wash over yeah. you. Yeah, just oh, enjoy good. it. I like shows like that. Mm. That's why I really like um like Law and Order. Mostly SVU, right. but like just and if there's any Law and Order on, I'll often have it playing in the background while I'm working just because it's like, you know what's gonna they're just gonna catch the bad guy and then it's over. Mm. Like that's it. Mm. Although occasionally if they've got a really famous person to play the villain, you know, they let them get away with it and it's like Maybe I'll see you soon. Mm. At the end, then you're like, oh, they'll they'll be back. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, it's just monster of the week. You catch them. Yeah. The end. Predictable, yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. That is another little treat. I think mm. you'll enjoy. Yeah, so that's coming out new episodes every week. Awesome. Oh, and doesn't Cocaine Bear come out like next week? It sure does. Yeah, we weren't invited to the premiere. I can't believe we weren't invited to the premiere because mm. Georgia Love, uh, a podcast friend who listens. Bachelorette back in the day, uh, messaged me and said, oh, my God, Cocaine Bears, I- I've been invited to the premiere. Do you want to come? And I was like, I, I don't live in Melbourne anymore. Mm. I was like, oh, I would have, but why wasn't I? We're not famous enough to get invited to things. <laughs> do something about that. Damn it. Mm. Anyway, so that was breaking news. Doodle-a-doo. do 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 Bye. Bye. Listener.